Welcome to Fundamentally Challenged. <laughs> this is the inaugural episode of a MTV's The Challenge recap show um, hosted by me. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. Um, and we are two f- middle-aged gay guys <laughs> that still watch this show. <laughs> uh, we've watched it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And we know everything about it. Yeah. And so we decided to start a podcast halfway through the... 59th season <laughs> um so michael i don't know what you, oh I, you, we <laughs> can bleep that. it out okay bleep that secret we have pseudonyms <laughs> um so we can say politically incorrect things steve bleep that out um i don't know what you were thinking about the format of the show but we had talked about the idea that i was gonna um look at social media <laughs> um and and um keep us abreast of what was happening there. So I thought maybe I could give you um, some of the things that are happening, like off the top of the show, I could give you some ideas about what's happening with people on social media and you can pick one or two and then we can talk about that. Sure, sounds great. Um, uh, do you want have any interest in doing like a typical beginning of a podcast um, banter where like you tell me how you are? Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's just try out everything. Okay. How are you? <laughs> okay. I'm a little drunk. Yeah. I drank one and a quarter of White Claws. Uh-huh. Um, I had a great day today in the studio. I'm a bleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about this for... A week. A week. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of planning went into it. A lot of planning. How are you? I'm good. I'm also a little drunk because um, I'm on a... Um, quarantine starvation diet so <laughs> a few white claws really did it for me uh, we hope everyone listening which is currently zero people mm-hmm. are healthy mm-hmm. and safe mm-hmm. um and not in purgatory like our contestants yeah whom we love do you have a feeling about starting a podcast about the stupidest thing on the planet in the middle of something very serious well, the personal is political, uh-huh. as everyone says. So I think we're being radical in our refusal to uh, deal with the coronavirus. Yeah, a radical refusal to deal with what's going on and concentrating on the, on the. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm erasing that. I'm gonna bleep this whole sentence. Okay. Um. So, some of, so initially I um I. A, we talked about this, but I'm only going to follow people's Instagrams because I can't do Instagram and Twitter and Reddit. I'll do Twitter. Okay. It's too much. And I also sort of think that um, it will all end up on Instagram. Like if anyone does anything interesting on Twitter, it'll end up on Instagram or the Reddit. Yeah. Um, and I just don't want to have to look at Twitter. Um, so... Um, there is a really helpful Instagram called um, Challenge T <laughs> um, that I think if I just look at that, that will be enough. But initially, so I started following um, Jenny's Instagram because she is the one I'm the most obsessed with. Initially, so I just started following, yeah, like Jenny and Nani and Tori, I think. Only girls. Only girls. <laughs> um, Which was going to be a theme of the podcast. Yeah, this... <laughs> yeah, this could be called Challenge Girls or <laughs> the Challenge for Fags yeah. or whatever. Um, so I'm following Jenny so I can talk all about what she's been doing in the UK for Veterans Day, <laughs> which is maybe more surprising or interesting than it sounds. 
Um, I could talk about that. I could talk about um, the like big thing that happened this week is that like many of them are congregated in Kansas City where they're doing like this big COVID-19 shutdown like entertainment initiative at like it's like Wes's project and there's like a bunch of them there together. So that's kind of like a big yeah, I want to hear about event. That. I want to hear about the thing that involves the most amount of people. Okay. And compromises the most amount of people's health. Okay. So there's that. You definitely want to hear about that. Do you want to hear about Cara Maria's birthday? Yes. I'll, I always <laughs> want to hear about Cara Maria, who we are sad is not on the season. Yeah. Okay. And then there's also stuff that was happening between like Marie and Anissa as a result of what happened in this episode tonight. Um, I think we should just try to go through it in about 10 minutes. Okay. Um so I'll start talking about that Kansas City thing. So it's like Wes has rented a house in Kansas City where I think he is from. And um, it's him, Nani, Kayla, someone named like Robert or something who is Kayla, the, whoever. A non-special. Non no, he is. He, he is like maybe from X on the Beach. Okay. Um, and... Is she from X on the Beach? I don't know. Okay. That's actually one of my notes. Where, what's Kayla from? I think Kayla's from the real world, like real world extreme. Yeah. Or real, she's from a real world we didn't watch. Yeah. Um, I know her last name. And uh, so it's those three, D, Devin, um, Nehemiah, <laughs> um, and I'm forgetting someone. There's someone else there. Do you remember what Evan's nickname for Nehemiah was? No. Niedermeyer. <laughs> what? I don't understand what that means. I think it was just call him calling him a nerd. Oh. Um, he was and still is. Yeah. Better that than a rapist. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so Wes has this like whole initiative that they're going to use the, like, it, you know, he, there's a trailer for it. It's Wes being like, you know, I've been on like 20 seasons of reality TV. So like now that this time has presented itself with an, an opportunity, I thought like what better way to give back than to get us all in a house together and we're going to give back to the community somehow. So it's like essentially they set up a Patreon and you can watch episodes of this show that they're making together um, and then there's podcasts about their like different expertises. So like I don't like Nani talks about like face lasering, <laughs> and which that's not shade. Um, I, I actually would love to hear Nani talk about face lasering. Um, and what do you think D's specialty is? I don't know. Like Australian <laughs> obstacle courses. <I> don't <laughs> Crushing bottles of Fosters on her forehead. Yeah, how to pick out terrible tops. <laughs> crying um i don't know um and so that's what they're doing and the trailer seemed really boring and initially when i started like when i knew we were going to do this i was like oh, i better find out what people are doing online and um it was sort of interesting on the reddit because all of um all the people that were writing about this were writing about how none of these people were social distancing properly and um uh, and, and they were like, oh, they're all going to Kansas City, but they didn't know why, and they were being critical of that. And I was into judging um, challenge people for their COVID behavior. But it turns out that they're just, like, making this thing. It seems like there is some sort of charitable arm to it, which I guess is good, but um, I don't particularly care about that. Um, and 
so far I've just seen them like getting drunk um, in the middle of the day. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, do I have to, as part of this job, um, do, should I subscribe to that Patreon and see what's happening? I'll subscribe to it. Okay. <laughs> you want to watch it? Ugh. I'm already listening to the other challenge podcasts. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're coming for you. Other yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what's happening there. It's nice to see Devin. Um, oh, Sanders no. Devin. This is the thing that was interesting about it is that Ashley, who's in Ecuador, <laughs> was like tweeting, um, that was my idea. And um, she's like accusing Wes of stealing that idea. And Wes, and, like, I love Ashley forever, but Wes very accurately responded like, Ashley, you said they should do like Big Brother After Dark with us where we just get filmed 24 hours a day. He's like, I'm making a reality show, <laughs> which is not your idea. And he's right. Um, so that's what's happening in Kansas City, Kansas City. In Ecuador, Ashley is trapped there by COVID-19. Um, and it's notably bad in Ecuador, I've read. Oh, uh, uh, she seems fine. Um, she looks great. She um, is with her sister. And um, she was complaining. There was like one point today, her story was like all these complaints about how she was going to um, buy property in Costa Rica, but now she's like worried she won't be able to even get there because um, traveling is limited. And um, so there's all this kind of like serious concern about um, this or that. And then it <laughs> cuts to the next story. It's her being like, okay, but you guys, does anyone know a hairdresser in Ecuador? <laughs> I'm about to have to film a challenge reunion on Zoom and I want to look good. Um, and, and she s- needs it with the hair that she had on this season. She, her hair's different now. It's falling out, though. She's talking about that as well. <laughs> You've been very thorough. I I'm really went in. Um, uh, Jordan was on, like, The Blacklist or something. Like the TV show? The TV show. It wasn't The Blacklist. It was some, it was some other procedural. I saw a clip of it on Tori's Instagram story, and it's him sitting in, um, like, an interrogation room, and I don't remember exactly what the cop said, but it's something like blah, 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 fingerprints. And then they cut to a shot of Jordan's hand. <laughs> um, and so I guess that's like he's cast as someone who like is without fingerprints. You must be feeling very fulfilled by that. Um, by being an actor? I feel like that. Or by having his disability like used in a cool way. Oh, I was thinking more like his ascension from reality television star to actor. Oh, yeah. They're moving. To L.A.? Or from L.A.? I think they just got a new apartment. <laughs> Tori complained about it a lot. Oh, um, Well, she does have trouble moving things, as we learned today. Yeah. One amazing thing that happened um, was I started following Camilla, obviously. Um, and Camilla's pregnant, so all of her stories are about like what she's wearing, and she's doing like tie-dye, project, tie-dye projects. She talked about buying um, accessories on Amazon, which I thought was very brave of her to admit that that's where she was getting her clothes from. Um and, um, uh, and, oh, and this was the, yeah, and so then Camilla, um, she did a Instagram gender reveal for her baby. Um, and I just thought it was, like, hilarious and telling of the different generations of people that are on this show that you have, like, Camilla on one hand, like, rubbing her belly and doing that, like, um, Megan Thee Stallion savage dance. And then, like, on Tori's <laughs> Instagram story, she's talking about... Um, like her podcast about anxiety. 
Um, and Which we learned Nani also has today. Yeah. Forces well, her to get blackout drunk. It's just like the most um, Gen Z excuse in the Not, world. Neither of them are Gen Z. <laughs> what are they? They're both millennials like us. Oh, right. Um, uh, and um, I've actually legitimately been enjoying following um, Jenny's Instagram, which is her um, in some suburban house somewhere in England, just like on a sofa. And she's it's a lot of like direct to camera talk about what she's going to do that day. Um, she does talk about mental health as well. Like at one point this week, she inexplicably was just saying all this stuff like, um, if you're ever having a really hard time, it's not too much for your friends and family. Reach out to them. They want to hear it. It was really sweet. Um, she looks less um, like... Crazy. She looks less crazy. Her hair is straight. Her hair is straight. And she. I think she um, like maybe gets those lips for the show. Um, or maybe Which is great. Yeah, it's a good, it's like a Which cool, we love. Yeah, yeah, she, um, I love how she looks. But um, this week there was also a moment when she was posting this thing of like, it was her in a bikini and then like all these quotes about like pe what people say um, about her. And it was like, you look like a man, you're too buff, um, like you look fucked up, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you have to like not care about what people say and um, just be yourself. And I bet it's so fun to like feel liberated to be, to, yeah and to be in her body and like be that strong yeah and uh, to like be like a lipstick like muscle woman yeah what well, it's a really interesting flavor it's a wild serving. vibe i just sort of assumed that her life was going to be like somehow like weirder or like more glamorous but she's actually just like so she's just like the suburban lady and she's a twin mm. um and cara maria commented on that post about all those things people said about her body and Cara was like well people have said all but like maybe two of those things to me <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like obviously there was something in that list that like, Cara didn't want to identify with so she had to like um reject a few of those labels she always has to compete um and yeah and then there's a lot of you there's like Cara has so much content if you want it was her birthday which is also her anniversary with her horse, <laughs> I think. <laughs> and um, I do have to say that I'm like very charmed by her life with that horse. Um, she lives in Montana, it's so beautiful. The horse is cute. Um, I hate Kara forever, but. Is Polly living with her? Polly's there. They're doing things like, um, uh, you know, it's like Polly, Polly's Instagram is like, rolling his eyes as Kara in the background is in like a pajama onesie hula hooping to <laughs> um, like Beyonce. Um, and then like her story is just like her doing that. Um, or like it's, they have like a lot of bad humor around um, like nineties R and B. That's better than I thought they would have. Yeah. And like him, him talking about supplements. Ooh, I want to know what kind of supplements he takes. No, it seemed like, um, he talked about like um, drinking something to heal micro tears. I just like I didn't believe it. Well, I wonder where his micro tears are. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel. About I'm Polly. sure you can pay him to ask. Pay him to find out. At OnlyFans. Polly, it, get an OnlyFans. It's going to come to that. Um, it's going to come to that. One of them was talking about 
It was Ashley. Ashley was like, well, the challenge isn't coming back, so uh, got to get an OnlyFans. Which... Whose OnlyFans would you most want to see? A Theo. <laughs> oh, Theo. Um, I learned about Theo's eye, too. <laughs> um, is he okay? Yeah, his eye is healed, so it looks normal, but he can't see out of it. Uh, but he can still fight. Which I didn't realize he was a boxer. Um, I thought he was a runner. That sounds bad for your depth perception. Perception. He said it's fine. All right, good for him. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else that you feel the need to tell us about? Um, what do I you have? did a great job. Oh, thank you. I wrote down Polly talking about his sister. There's like this <laughs> weird IGTV post of... Um, that's set up that's like what are like what's the code you live by and then Polly like goes on this rant about how he has all brothers but one sister and you have to like protect the sister oh Bostonians are like fucking Southies are <laughs> like they always have one sister whose virginity they want to protect yeah he's like because girls are princesses so the girl was like our experiment and we like roughed her up but then we had to treat her special <laughs> or something it was um, um, weird straight guy stuff I still love him. Yeah. Um, on my notes, the first thing I said is, this is a common uh, theme for me, is would you fuck, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And my first is, would you fuck Bear? Yeah. We'd fuck everyone. I'd fuck everyone. That had been All right, so maybe I shouldn't even ask. Uh -huh. um, is that true? I would really... I would definitely fuck Bear. Really be not excited to fuck Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it. Like, I would do it. Just to compete with Cara Maria. <laughs> I would do it to make you laugh. But, um, <laughs> I, yeah. Have you ever, um, I almost fucked someone in Provincetown once called, like, Preston. Oh, who, yeah. Who was on the Yeah, he was on Real World, um, New, New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. And he was cool. He was fun. I don't know why we didn't have sex then. At the Cranonade. You were blackout. I may have been too. Yeah, it's likely that I was too drunk to fuck. You were not yet. Yeah. Um, so, do you? Um, how do you want to get through the episode? Michael? I think we should just start with the first thing that's most important, which is Zach's continuing abuse of Jenna, uh -huh. which we do not condone, even though we're laughing at it. Yeah. It's appalling to both of us. Yeah. So you want to go through like just sort of like point of interest by point of interest instead of like a chronological. Well, my notes are chronological, but I think the first thing I noted was Zach's abuse. Okay. I said, Zach's abuse, deny, aggress, reverse, accuse. <laughs> Can you, is that like an official like, deep, well, domestic dare. violence? I learned, read, read it on Twitter today on a feminist Twitter. And oh. it's dare, but I forgot the E in the acronym. The D? The E. Deny, aggress, reverse, accuse. I don't know what the E stands for. Exploit? Maybe. It's working. Um, not really on Jenna. Kudos to Jenna. Yeah. It's not working. Um, I did notice that what Jenna said ASAP really made me laugh. What was she talking about? I don't remember, but she just said ASAP. I'm ready to go ASAP. Yeah, and I just <laughs> thought that was funny. Um, yeah, he did seem less mad tonight, I thought. I was like, because um, in uh, the last time he was yelling at her, it really seemed like it like lit a fire under her, and she was feeling really shameful about whatever the thing she supposedly did was. And she was really ready to go. And tonight she was like, yeah. <laughs> she just seemed less motivated to leave tonight. Yeah. And he seemed less pissed off. Me, I, 
I think tonight she was like, he's not, he doesn't, I think she learned tonight that he doesn't mean it. Yeah. Which, once she figures out for good, is going to empower her for the rest of her life, is that he's like a crybaby and a brat. It's a really insane thing to say, my house, my yeah, house. Like, yeah. to, to be away from home and have someone thinking, like, you may not have somewhere to come back to. She could always go live with her cousin. <laughs> she could always go live with her cousin. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Zach sucks. Yeah, I, lo- I would fuck Zach. I would fuck Zach. <laughs> uh, I would <laughs> get yelled at by Zach. Um, You're nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's yeah. an inside joke between me and Steve. Am I uh, Steve? Are you Chris? I'm, I'm Steve. I'm Chris. Um, we'll figure that out by the next episode. Um, yeah, I wrote down about that, that like, um, th- I wrote down the fifth character, um, like, you know, in the sex in the city, how they're like, the fifth character is New York city. Yeah. On this episode of the challenge, it's like, but the 30th character is like abusive Zach at home. <laughs> like, yeah, the 31st <laughs> character is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um, he's really ever present. In this season. So my question, my first observation was, do you think Tori appropriates African-American vernacular English and affect? Like when she says what? I don't know. I just, I can't really say. She just is like, yo. She has the vibe. She could be in like a dance crew. Yeah, yeah she has <laughs> a little bit of that dance crew. Vibe. That's uh-huh. a really good way of describing it. Uh-huh. Um, like she took just like too many hip hop classes yeah. with like, um, some teacher that she really admired and no one was like, you don't have to say all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Do we stand, Tori? Um, I don't think that I do. I like her. Um, I like her being on the show. I'm supportive of that. Um, but she just is not crazy enough for me to care about. Yeah, it's true. She did have a really crazy relationship with that guy who she first came on the season with. That was a pretty wild thing to Where they do. Said that if they won, they would get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. Um, he sucked. Remember, he lost. He was the worst. He I think he compete. was fine. He was just bad at the competition. Yeah, he was bad at the competition. Uh-huh. He was hit a really nice body though. She really likes a winner, huh? Yeah. Um, she likes a winner. <laughs> she does. It's true. Um, the first thing I wrote down was Jenna's headband. <laughs> All my notes about are about their clothes. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember. No, oh, she wears this insane fuzzy headband that I haven't seen since Canadian recess in the fifth grade. Mm. Um, well, what other outfits do you remember? Anissa's purse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anissa's pearl yeah. purse. I wrote down Anissa's <laughs> handbag. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a grandmother's handbag. Why does she? Have... She's at the bar and she's uh-huh. like, she's she's leaving because she's so appalled by Nani's behavior and she takes the little pearl handbag <laughs> and she goes and has a little clasp and it's like very purse first. It's very purse first. I just would not expect her to have that bag or have to have brought that out to that bar. I think of Anissa as like a kind of like long, like, um, 
one strap like cross body kind of thing and she gets to that bar and she throws it in the corner i might be talking about myself but <laughs> she's very funky she's very eclectic so i'm yeah. never surprised by anything yeah it could go any she would or wouldn't have it can go as what's her name accused her of so many years ago um she has trouble sticking to one thing <laughs> robin oh <who's> my <laughs> god oh my god please elaborate that's amazing retention um in season what i don't know what episode i think it was in original inferno yeah or the gauntlet inferno one gauntlet one which we watched a month ago Uh robin comes home wasted and accuses anisa of not being able to pick an identity although they don't like have a language for identity at that point so she's like like, 2004 she like wasted walks up to anisa who's like cooking eggs in the kitchen at night and she's like what are you like are you gay are you straight are you black are you white it's crazy it's something that someone would get there wouldn't even be like um if that happened now it wouldn't even be like oh this is cancel culture it would just be like oh that's like violence like get that out of here like it would there'd be no debate about um her having said something right or wrong yeah it's like camilla yeah it is like camilla sadly yeah it is like camilla um who okay. we wish a happy and healthy pregnancy despite her racism. It's a boy. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's all blue party. Um, um, one of my notes was, isn't Anissa always in the towel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've seen Anissa in a towel. She's always just getting out of the shower to give someone advice. Yeah. Um, I wonder what it's like for Anissa, like that thing... Um, the thing that she's talking about, like, as one of the older ones, like, I wonder at what point you start to feel like, I gotta stop doing, like, I know in my own life when I feel too old for something, like, it creeps up on you in this way. It's not as obvious as you would think. And uh, I think the desire for money trumps all self-consciousness. I guess, but, like, how much, like, at a certain point that show is not gonna make you that much money like it's just like a job like she could get she could get a job well she has trouble sticking to one thing (laughs) Uh uh-huh um i encourage everyone to go back and watch i don't know it's 2006 i think the original inferno with jody evan is on it evan it's the first it's the robin no no beth gets punched by tina yeah it's the first challenge after the real world miami um it's also the, f- the earliest challenge available on the iTunes music store. Svetlana's on it. Svetlana's <laughs> on it. Oh. Svetlana, beautiful Svetlana. Okay, but wait. How, I think we should. there should be some sort of like going through the episode. Okay. So what's, what is the beginning? What's the first? The big, first thing, big conflict is around. Well, there's Bear and Kayla. Uh-huh. And then there's Zach and Jenna. Yeah. And Do then you, Bailey and Jordan sort of bury the hatchet. Uh-huh. Which was boring of them yeah do you care about um about kayla and bear i absolutely do care about bella 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 yeah uh-huh. <laughs> um yes i do care uh i love bear because he's connected to my queen georgia uh-huh and i like a rep scallion yeah and despite him being incredibly cheesy i find his like histrionics very cute yeah and lovable and uh, she seems so relaxed for someone who's like <laughs> making a really wild decision on national television. Yeah, they were gonna get married. Yeah, 
Um, she seems very relaxed this season as well. Mm-hmm. She's usually much more conflict generating. Yeah. Um, I really miss her and Amanda together. It's hard to imagine doing um, something so hurtful to someone else on television unless you and not like not being stressed out about it unless you like hate that person. Yeah, she seems very impulsive. She doesn't seem bothered. She's young. She's young. She doesn't have the wisdom that we have. I feel like the older I've gotten, the less stressed out I would have been about it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, now I would be like, oh, whatever, things happen. <laughs> but, yeah. but then I would have been really stressed out. Um, okay, yeah. so there was the voting in which uh, everyone votes in Tory, and then a conflict emerges between... Oh, wild. <laughs> Wait, so it, wild Nelson moment. apologizes uh-huh. to... Anissa. Anissa for yelling at her for doing badly in the challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, and then during the course of that, Kayla interrupts him. Oh, this is important. Kayla interrupts him and he starts going off on Kayla. And then he tells her, um, why don't you go get fucked in a porta potty again? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which she rightfully denies and is mad about. Um, and he says, you are the foulest woman here. And my notes said, I've never fucked anyone. Oh, she says, I've never fucked anyone in a porta potty. And my notes was, have you? Oh, me? <laughs> oh, I, well, I said, have you, Dean? Oh. You're asking me that now? That was just my first thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> ever uh, been fucked in a porta potty. Um, oh, we should bleep that out. It's so disgusting. Porta potties are so gross. Yeah, even the thought of that, I don't want to. I don't want it to repeat. Yeah. Commit to history, the history of our podcast. Um, I liked that in Kayla's commentary when she said something. She's like, well, listen, this guy's got three brain cells. Yeah, he really does. Nelson is so stupid. <laughs> would you fuck Nelson? Yeah. Yeah. I would, fu- I would like, gladly fuck Nelson. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't be, like, a Kyle situation. Kyle's the only one you wouldn't fuck. I know, but I would fuck him. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, there has to be someone else. Um, so the conflict sort of goes on and on and it's just them screaming at one another. It's, he calls her a slut. He calls her a slut and everyone kind of rallies. Well, he, he calls her Kayla. A he calls her foul. The foulest. Foul. And then You're the le- foulest woman here, which I was surprised that Nelson knows the world foul. And I was surprised at the rest of them knowing that that meant slut. And that the rest of them were sensitive enough to be like, you can't, they all knew, all the men knew you can't say that, um, but they didn't know why. So then there's this like meeting of the men after that vote adjourns and they're all trying to be like, that was too much. You went too far, but no one can say like, it's not bad for her to have fucked someone. (laughs) Like you don't get to judge her for this. Oh, that's a level of uh, self-consciousness that I don't think anyone on the challenge has in terms of like sexual liberation. No, ex- and I'm not really expecting them to have been able to say that, but they're trying to get there. Like, the, like it's all these men who have an idea that that was the wrong thing to say, uh, but they have no idea why. Yeah. Well, they're, at least they're calling him out on his toxic behavior. Yeah, I mean, at least, yeah, it's like um, cancel culture is like doing its job, which is like if it, you don't have like the decency to behave appropriately like the pressure is going to get you yeah um we both noted that kayla speaking of um gentlemanly behavior <laughs> both of us noted at the exact same time that kayla has perfect boobs <laughs> <laughs> we were watching and i said it out loud and dima said i was just thinking that she really does they're incredible perhaps only beaten by svetlana's 
Is that Lana? Ha- no, Kayla has like actually the boobs I would want if I was a woman, which is like, um, I thought she can like wear anything. Um, Svetlana has like enormous, like she's limited fashion wise. Um, but um, I think men probably like Svetlana's boobs more. Um, men like us. Men like us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote down bar time, which I think is an important sort of uh, motif. Trope. It's a, it's a it's challenge important trope. trope. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, is when they go to the bar, and this bar they is called Hangar, and it's much like the bunker. It's underground, and it's really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and it's colorless, and I wouldn't want to go there either. And perhaps one of the most important things that has happened in the challenge in a while happens this episode in the bar, which um, I was noting that Casey was macking on all the girls. Like, she was kind of... And then, suddenly... Casey starts flirting with Nani. Uh-huh. Who loves it. Who loves it. <laughs> I, Were uh, you expecting this to happen? Um, I knew they've like released clips of this, so that's people have been talking about it on Reddit. So I knew that this was coming. Um, but I have to say that like I relate so much to um, Nani like Nani's sexuality, which is just like she just like wants to like drink and like get sexy. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Like, not that I'm, like, having sex with women, but um, she doesn't care. Like, the, um, she doesn't care about the gender of the person. No, she She's just, care. like, she just wants, like, attention from a stud, you know, in case he's a stud. Do you remember when they asked her, um, did you... Oh, me personally. Oh, me personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, person. She says it like a black turtleneck. <laughs> Trying to be sophisticated. <laughs> They're like, what did they even ask? They're like... Do you have have any feelings about anyone? And she says, oh, me personally? (laughs) Like, who else were they talking about? Um, Anyway, so they return to, oh, there's a huge conflict between uh, Anissa and Nani, where Anissa tries to intervene on Casey's behalf because Casey has a girlfriend at home, which I'm frankly really tired of hearing about anyone's significant other at home. It's a very boring thing for anyone to be invested in on the show. And Uh, it was a very... uh, paternalistic or maternalistic either of Anissa to like kind of intervene. I don't know why she's like, would you really care that much? I guess. I think Anissa, I think Anissa is a good person. And yeah. And I think that, um, it's easy for me to imagine. Well, Anissa is also from like a million years ago, you know, where like cheating on a girlfriend felt like a scandalous thing that you had to like address on the real world, (laughs) you know? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Like, there was a certain sort of, like... The, Anissa comes from a moment in time when on reality... Like TV, a shandy moment? Like a shandy moment. or But even just, like, a, you know, real-world New York, where, like, normal life choices had consequence, oh, and, yeah. like, you weren't just, like, um, excavating your soul for the sake of... It's true. ...flat tummy tea endorsement. And I feel like she's just coming from that actually kind of, like, real place. And good for her. And also, I but it's also easy for me to imagine that Anissa has a particular like place in her heart for like other queer people that are on it. And if she sees one like getting out of control, particularly a new person, I bet it feels good for Anissa to take care of the new people to be like, um, I'm gonna protect this person in this moment from Nani, who is a sex monster. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed that she had a devil smile on Nani, yeah, yeah. I really relate to her. Um, and so there's a conflict 
Uh, Nani is sort of fighting with Anissa at the bar. She's obviously blackout drunk um, with that uh, drunk devil smile on, which I noted. I said, are you familiar with that devil smile? We're also ex-boyfriends, by the way. <laughs> Why does that need to come up at this particular moment? Because I remember someone having that devil smile at the bar when, when he knew he was being bad. Yeah, well, it's nice to remember... You know, when when you're an Ani, um, often all you get to remember is the crying in the morning. But it's a, if you have a camera crew there, then you get to remember that actually it was also a lot of fun. And you were beautiful. The whole and time. you were beautiful and had a lot of attention. Who do you think I am if you're an Ani? If I'm an Ani? Um, my Devin. My Wes. Are you a Jordan? Yeah, I am a Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I'm very annoying and competitive. Yeah, and you think you know how to do everything right. And I do. Often you do. Um, and you're dressed like Corky St. Clair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both like a, both like a weird crop. Um, Nani, so they return to the house, and Nani says, is fighting with Anissa or Kyle, and she says, you're corny, which is amazing. She says you're corny to Anissa. Anissa, uh-huh. which brings us back to one of my favorite moments uh-huh. of last season, when uh, Carmory is getting out of hand and Nani says, shut up, Carmory, you're, you're corny. corny. <laughs> and it was an amazing, totally accurate call out of Nani, sorry, of Carmaria. And it made me sad, actually, that she reused it because I thought that was such a special singular takedown of our most hated villainess, Carmaria. Mm-hmm. And now we know it's just part of her repertoire of insults. Although Anissa is corny. Yeah, she is. But that's not really a, as bad a quality. It's not a bad quality for her. She's more traditional. She's Gen X. Yeah, she's Gen X. <laughs> is Anissa Gen X? Absolutely. I'm going to look it up. Anyone a year older than me is Gen X. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm the f- I, I, think, or I think I'm the second year of a millennial. Um, Maybe the first. All right. Anissa Ferreira was... She was 20 in 2002... So she was born in 1982. She's your age. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's crazy. Um, the guy from Real World Chicago, uh, the artist, followed me on Instagram. What artist? Ugh, forget it. <laughs> I didn't watch Real World Chicago. Don't worry about it. Um, so they're fighting. She throws her cup of noodles at Anissa. <laughs> On the floor. It was good. It was a, like a really exciting. Yeah, it was I, w- I was um, thrilled for that whole conflict. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was um, after everyone was sort of coming to terms with the conflict in the morning, they played Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Uh-huh. And it, it was pretty um, over the top. That felt like a read on me <laughs> as like a borderline Gen X viewer for them to be like, here's some R.E.M. for the old faggot on the couch. Yeah, um, really spoke to me. There was a moment when they were walking into the bar where they were playing like, it wasn't the song, but it was like, cut my life into pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. It was like some old song you would have heard on MTV in 2004 or something, like a rock song. Um, and I was thinking just about how much the challenge, like there was a point at which MTV was trying to still sell you cool, you know, where there was like a music supervisor for a show who was like picking out new songs and you would like hear a a new song from a cool new band on this show. And now it's just like, 
like rock from 13 years ago. Like th this show is just like exists outside of taste in a way. Um, Which is what makes it great. Yeah. It's, it makes me feel comforted by it. Uh -huh. It's that it's timeless. <laughs> it's, timeless. it's timeless. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's a Drag Race reference to Shangela versus Alexis Mateo's lip sync to Only Angels by Fantasia. Yeah, that's right. Um, the thing to realize about this podcast is that we have a sort of spiderweb-like interest in reality television where everything sort of interweaves with one another. Uh-huh. I do think it's like... Um, uh, you know, people talk about like Drag Race being like sports... But like the challenge, like like yeah, it it's like sports. a very close to sports. Yeah, it's close to in sports. In a way that I don't know what that says about me. I guess I would probably like sports more if there, there was a reality television show associated with it. Totally. And there were women, and there was fighting. Yeah. <sighs> well, maybe one day. Mm -hmm. Um. So, we both noted that Bailey is an emerging good cast member. Yeah. She's very she's very funny. What's good about Bailey? What's good about Bailey is that she's throwing herself immediately into the conflict, fighting with Jordan. Yeah. Um, she's totally unafraid. Uh-huh. She seems athletic. Yeah. She's uh, beautiful. She's beautiful. She comes with her own, like, team already with Swaggy C. Mm-hmm. I think that – I think it's also interesting um, how much she is, like, the alpha in that relationship yeah. and how much no one – like, it's um, – it's like not something you can come for him about anymore. Like it's just like, yeah, that's who she is. This is who he is, and it works, and they love each other, and it's cool. Also, Bailey and Swaggy C seem to have really like quickly cemented themselves as like not rookies. Yeah. In a way that is uh, surprising. Yeah, I don't know what that is. She came in really like guns blazing at first in this way, where she was like, um, I remember the first few episodes, like you asking me, like, "Oh, is she just gonna be like doing this the whole time?" When she was like really dialed up to twelve, and I was like, "Yeah, I think so." But she's pivoted. It, I don't think it was working, and so she's trying something new tonight. This like conversation with Jordan, where she's like making. She's actually. It felt like um, you were seeing the Big Brother of it all, where she was like making alliances and like doing deals. Yeah, she's already done this. That's the whole thing. She already mm -hmm. knows what to do. Yeah, she's um, politicking. Good for her. Mm -hmm. um, so nominations happen. They nominate D because D lied to Jordan about throwing, about putting Tori in or not. It was very boring. Um, they put in Big T so they have a layup for Tori just in case mm -hmm. um, it needed to be that way. And then they put in, who is the third? You're really good at this, like... Um like breaking down what happens succinctly. Well, I feel like I'm not charming like you are, so I have to like um, provide the structure. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you're really good at it. I'm just kidding, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was so cute uh, when Corey, like Corey, who I like always want to care about but never has anything to do, um, was like so sweet. His little pep talk for Big T. Yeah, he's so hot. He's so hot. He's the hottest one, right? On this season. Who's the hottest one, if not him, of all seasons? Um, Leroy. Presently. Yeah, both Leroy and Theo are hotter than Corey. Yeah, okay. Take, <laughs> take a note, viewer. <laughs> uh, but who else? Or listener. Um, Theo. Yeah, Theo's really hot. I think Polly's really hot. 
He's so short. Yeah, he is short. Um, he's his, his hair is terrible body. right now. He needs a big dick. He has an average sized dick on a little body. <laughs> I don't. You can find his dick online, I which know, everyone should know about. Yes. You can find everyone's nudes. Whose? All of them. Whose? It doesn't matter. Whose have you seen? Name one. I bet you can't find Johnny's nudes. Johnny is weirdly very careful about his sexuality on the challenge. He never hooks up. He hooked up once with, like, Camilla. He hooked up with someone on Fresh Meat. He hooked up with um, Teresa. Yeah. He hooked up with Teresa and... uh, Teresa was so pretty. Yeah, she was pretty. What happened to her? Um, She was cool for a while. I remember when she and Jemmy pretended to throw a challenge. Do you remember that? It was... Oh, that was such a good season. It was, like... It was Rivals 1, maybe. Mm-hmm. And she and Jemmy pretended they were like, they were both weaker than the other team. And they told everyone they were going to throw the challenge that they wanted to go home. Yeah. And then they came guns blazing. And then Teresa did in the, uh, in like the overdubbing, what's it called? The confessional. Oh, the confessional. She goes in the confessional and she goes, that was all a lie. I never quit anything. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> uh, that was good. Um, that was cool. I don't know what happened to her. Um, but anyway, you fucked her. No, but got... you can't find his nudes. Back to the point. You can't find Johnny's nudes. Try search Johnny Bananas nudes. Okay, talk to me while you do that. Um, know who else I got reminded of while I was doing that social media scouring this week was Jess. Do you remember Jess, who was like a real short girl from? Yes, <laughs> Jessica. Yeah, she uh, was from like Real World. Portland. It was the last real world I watched. I yeah, think. Um, she was inserting herself into. She, would, she had a lot of lipstick. So, right? um, I do. Um, <laughs> the first thing that goes up, it, the first thing that comes up is a Medium article. Who has the biggest dick on the challenge? Dirty Thirty. Yeah. Which I'm gonna look at. Mm-hmm. I think they probably mean this metaphorically. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, this is not an actual measurement contest of their dicks. Yeah. Boring. Close. Um, there are no Johnny nudes. Um, anyway, Who I don't want to see Johnny's nudes. Anyway. I don't want to see yeah. Johnny's nudes, but um, I don't know. Anyway, besides, sort of well, moving on. Um, if there are more nudes, we'll let you know. But Polly has nudes, and you should go find them. They're good. They're like they're good. Um, well, they're embarrassing because he's like being artistic. They're like erotica. Yeah, they're like, but they're like. Um, like vintage erotica. He's like romance cover. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go. So who's the third person? It's it's Big T, Big D, T, D, and Tori. No, Tori was voted in by everyone. Oh, Jenna. Jenna. No, no not Jenna. Jenna's in the tribunal. Who's the third person? Oh, Kayla. Kayla. As like a if you want to go in. Oh yeah. Um, so they go to the the the. What's it called? Purgatory. Ugh, they're really going to run out of words. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, for like liminal hell spaces that you're yeah. th- that you're imprisoned in. Like Inferno, Gulag, Purgatory. It would be cool if they took it to like, um, I don't know, some kind of more like enlightened pastiche. And it was like, um, now we have to go duel it out in the... <laughs> Salon. Yeah, the salon. <laughs> you have to write rival poems. Yeah. Um, no, but they still fight, but it's like, it's just like... Um, in Valhalla. Yeah, it's just like an aesthetic. Um, do you think that the challenge normalizes uh, prison by like making it seem cool? 
uh, for people to be like competing in prison. I think it normalizes war. Normalizes war, but also kind of normalizes prison too. Um, Especially this season. This just doesn't feel like. I guess, yeah. Well, we'll talk more about the bunker. It all just feels more. It feels like war to me. Yeah, it's all very war. Um, that one of our main theories about the challenge is that it's sponsored by the U.S. Army, uh-huh. uh, which tracks because they have army commercials during it. Although not notably now, this season. No, right now you would assume it's sponsored by Poly D and <laughs> yeah. and Vinny. <laughs> yeah, and Fit Fab Fun Boxes. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I don't know. So they get to the challenge, and it's a brick challenge where they have to throw bricks on a grate, the 32nd character, a lot of grates. Yeah, (laughs) they have to throw bricks on a grate and the shards of the brick go into a wheelbarrow. And then uh, they, once a sufficient amount of shards in the wheelbarrow, they have to push the wheelbarrow up a ramp and put it into a tank. And whoever gets the amount of shards, whoever crosses the line, like a marked line, uh, whoever accumulates the right amount of shards quicker, the greatest volume of shards quicker wins. And I was really kind of like, so uh, Jenna volunteers to go in and uh, Tori's in there. And I was like really on edge. I was like really freaking out. I was like, is she going to do it? Is she going to throw it? Is she going to throw it? I was really mm-hmm. freaking out. And you were comforting me. Did you know already? No, I didn't know what was going to happen. I, well, I was worried about her throwing it and being boring. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that she didn't. It wouldn't be a good look for the show. No. I bet they really discourage that. Well, that's why TJ is always, like, doing that thing where he, like, shames people for leaving or not being fierce competitors or whatever. So, yeah. So they uh, start smashing the bricks, and at first, Tori has, like, a really weird kind of useless brick-smashing technique. Yeah, where she's, like, pushing through the grate, whereas Jenna is, like, really smashing them well. And it seems very satisfying and fun to do, although... um, they tire quickly. What do you think is happening, like, the psychology of that? Like, that Tori's like, okay, there has to be... That she's like, talks to Jordan too much yeah. about, like, gameplay. So she's, like, trying... She's, like, overthinking what yeah, she's going to do. Yeah, they always think there's, like, a secret route to yeah. strategize. And whereas Jenna gets up there and she's like, Jenna, smash! <laughs> she just <laughs> <laughs> throws the brick against the grate. And um. it turns out that was what... That was what worked. Yeah. And she won. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, uh, beforehand, Jordan is screaming at Tori Mm -hmm. um, from the sidelines, um, reaching, not quite reaching Zach level of abuse, but getting there. Yeah. Do you like when they have to wait in the rain to watch? Yeah. It's very um, (laughs) atmospheric. I always want to like be standing. It always reminds me of fall. It makes me want to like, it seems cozy to be in like a parka. Yeah. um, Watching. A bloodbath in the rain. Yeah, and then after that, there's you get, a fire. There, those tiki you get to go home, keep you warm. home with all your friends. After. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's like watching the real challenge. Yeah, um, I, um, I was wondering when they're walking up to the final purgatory. Um, as soon as they see what the, the challenge is, like the, the those bricks and those ramps, Nani was like, "Oh no, I'm out." Um, like, do you, it didn't seem that scary. I don't know why. It wasn't a scary challenge. They didn't have to do anything really uncomfortable. Yeah, but it was a physical challenge, and Nani's weak. Oh, okay. Nani just wanted a puzzle. Yeah. Is it ever just a puzzle? It was a puzzle when they had to smash those bells. That was. <laughs> that wasn't even a puzzle. That was just like a. 
It was that a was, hunt, like a scavenger hunt. That was like playing hunt. like whack-a-mole. Yeah. It was weird. It was a scavenger hunt. It was a dumb challenge. I really miss the challenge. I feel like the challenges used to be, or the, the sort of uh, arena challenges used to be so much more creative and freaky. And budget. And budget. Like once they had to like just see who could sit in ice longer. Or once I remember once the one that I really wish they would bring back is like they made them eat like 40 or like 20 chocolate chip cookies and drink like a lot of milk and then made them walk on a treadmill with headphones of uh, listening to babies crying <laughs> and they couldn't throw up or get off the treadmill i was like fuck bring that back who won that i can't remember who do you remember was on those um um katie the only thing i remember <laughs> is katie from i think she was on katie was on uh real she was on road rules maybe like when they went to morocco uh and uh i remember her sitting like in like a hoisted in the air on like a seat just smoking during a challenge, during a <laughs> challenge which I don't think they would allow now but um, it was a good look <laughs> you should find that Ugh, that makes me want a cigarette yeah <laughs> makes me want to watch vintage uh, challenges um, and also I remember I remember she was on real you know I can't remember Sarah she was really fat on her season of real uh, world re- no road rules like college crawl Oh, I don't know. About she that. was on Road Rules College Crawl, and they and she got kicked off, and then she came back, and they threw her in uh, arena after arena, and she won all of them. And she was really thin, and everyone was um, sizest by congratulating her about her weight. This is me really like drunkenly going down the halls of memory. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, is there anything else? The last thing I wrote down was Jenna's face, <laughs> um, which is the. Uh, we talked about this while it was happening, but like people were really coming for um, like how haggard she looked in those phone calls with Zach. She looked like, do you remember yeah. it? Like it looked like her like soul had been yeah. sucked out of her face. Sinewy. Um, but she looked amazing tonight. Yeah, she, she looked really beautiful. She's very beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so I w- that felt vindicated. She won and then she looked great. And yeah, and she um, dispelled Zach. Yeah, which is, that's actually like, we, she punished she, Zach. Should give a moment for that. That yeah. she's decided not to go hometown, which yeah. is amazing. She's emancipated. Um, he is toxic. Toxic. He's an abuser. That's, that is like. And if you're listening, Zach. Zach, if you're listening, <laughs> you're disgusting. Yeah, but, but we both fuck you. You can come abuse me. <laughs> yeah. anytime. I wish I had Zach's hair. Um, there was that. I also. Um, wanted to point out that Nani gave a second confessional look tonight um, and that she has like her she like previously been has been in that kind of like minx um, uh, like ponytail uh, turtleneck look. yeah which is a great look but then tonight she had like um, a regretful blue sweater with her hair down and like minimal makeup it was yeah. a, it was a second look why do we let's end the episode by talking about why we stand Nani um, we love Nani because she is beautiful. We love Nani because she pops off, she but pops never off. in a way that is annoying. Yeah. Like, she's not, um, uh, she isn't, like, self-indulgent in, although I guess it was part of that. It was pretty <laughs> indulgent. With that cup of noodles. <laughs> yeah. um, but she was just walking around with that smile on her face. She just isn't shirt. annoying. She's an under, she's, like, a, like a she's constant an underdog. underdog. She's a constant underdog. She's beautiful. That's uh, the first thing we said. Yeah. We don't exclusively like people who are beautiful, but we do like people for being beautiful. Yeah. Um, and she used to like, she used to be crazier. Yeah. Um, 
she did. It's but good. It, it also feels very safe that Nani continues to be on the challenge. Yeah. I feel like when Nani and Anissa and uh, are like not on the challenge anymore, I'll feel kind of like my youth is gone. It makes me feel like that's what we like about the challenge is that it sort of endures. Yeah. We get to live a, the same narrative over and over and over again. And it changes, it sort of changes more slowly than time does, which I like. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of allows me to hold on to the past. Uh huh. But also. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. My one contribution to this episode. Shall we end it on that note? Yeah, that's really, that's, I love it. That's okay. great. Um, what we need to figure out what we're going to say at the end of each episode. How to sign off. Well, usually um, on podcasts, you like thank people, but no one helped us. Um, you could thank me for learning how to use the software. <laughs> thank you for learning how to use the software. That was my contribution. Instead of going on to Reddit and Instagram, I taught myself how to fucking use Adobe Audition and this mixer, which is gigantic. I was never going to do that. Yeah. Um, and now we're leaving. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Squashy. Thank you, White Claw. Um, I'm gonna have to bleep out all of the names. Do you, can I say your dog's name? Why can't you say um, my name? Why can't you say product names? No, not White Claw. Just my name and the dog's name. Oh. Yeah, you can say the dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> but the optics. Yeah. All right. On that note, we're done.